I had a dream last night. It's the first time I've had a dream since I got here or the first time I've remembered my dream. I was driving through a nothing down a highway that was built and laid before me as I drove. The trees were half-formed woolen voids to my left and right, and the road was a long ribbon. Only the sky, completely cloudy and lit completely orange, was real. I came to a gas station and a grocery store supermarket, neither of which I recognized the names of. I got gas and paid at the pump because I knew if I went inside, I would die. I don't know how my card worked. I went in the grocery store and it was immaculate, too clean. It scared me. But the people there were real. I didn't realize it first, but I did realize it when I saw all the cashiers, well, a bunch of the cashiers, gathered around a checkout lane talking to each other, giggling, gossiping. Of course, that was all a dream. But remember the dream about the newborn Lexington? That's all I got. No, no, it's not all I got. I'm afraid. I'm suddenly afraid to leave this room. If I stay in this room, I can be safe. Or maybe that's not it. I'll just be safer here rather than out there. There's no reason for me to be afraid, but I am. Maybe I'm afraid because I saw the horizon or went to the horizon and saw that the horizon was just a place. This isn't a dream world. This isn't anyone's artificially constructed pseudo-reality. This is a real world, and it's the one that I'm trapped in. If I go back into the hallway, I'll disappear, and I don't want to disappear. The hallway is so completely and totally safe, and that's why I can never go back. The gatekeeper is calling for the mayor, because I won't leave this room, except to go to the bathroom. Why is this house so big? compared to the others. Why does one person live here? I don't know the answers. But yes, the mayor is going to come talk to me, presumably. I don't know what he'll say. I hope he doesn't say anything. Did you have the story of the Velveteen Rabbit where you're from? Not as far as I know. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay, so it was a children's book. There was a stuffed rabbit made of velveteen, and it was a young boy's favorite toy. He learns that when he is most loved, he will become real. And so that's what happens. The boy gets sick, and when he gets better, his parents have to burn all of his toys from when he was sick um, because of contagion. He, the velveteen rabbit, is going to be burnt. He's going to die. Uh, but he becomes real instead. He becomes a real rabbit. Oh, and there's the story of Pygmalion, who loved a statue of a woman so much, she became real. Oh. And there's the story of San Junipero, a virtual reality where our lives, already quantized down to packets of neurotransmitters, are written in code in San Junipero, and San Junipero is as real to the residents as reality is to us. What are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm only saying things that are relevant. I'm not telling you to do anything. The mayor came by and tried to talk to me about my fear, and so I turned on the voice memo app and tried to explain by talking about the Velveteen Rabbit, but I think he thought I was talking about the man in the Matrix. I think of how we construct realities for our pets. Someone I used to live with had a guinea pig. His name was Jason. They loved him so much. Pets deserve to live soft and wonderful lives. 
And if they're lucky, they get to live these lives away from the rest of reality. But isn't it strange that we give them these little worlds where everything makes sense? Isn't it sad in a way? Like this little world here where everything is fine. It's not great. Fine. And that's what makes it so wonderful. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Because he needs to hear. Really? You want him to hear everything? Why not? You might call this extenuating circumstances. What? Trapped in a socialist utopia is extenuating circumstances? It's not that I hate it here. I love it here, but I'm still lost. I had a life. You went into the corridor. Obviously. No. I mean, in your past life, you saw a door into the corridor. You saw a thousand other different lives, and you chose them. You chose them over your past life. I've seen a thousand people come through here, recording on their phones or PDAs or tape recorders or what have you. I've seen them all. I've spoken to them in their language. I've met a thousand people in this job, and every single one has stared into the corridor and picked it over whatever their previous life was. How can you not? How can you look into the corridor and not want to walk down it? It's inviting. It's the safest place you'll ever see. And everyone in your past life who happens to hear your past recordings has to listen to you talk about the corridor, the place you chose over them. Because when you walk into the corridor, you know exactly what entering it means, that you'll never see home again. And you sent that out to the kind of person who would find a door and walk into it, just to see you again. He'll understand. Who even is he? My brother. Who else? Oh. What, so you had brothers in your world? Shut it. You did. You had brothers and sisters. You had siblings in your world. Shut it! Why'd you, uh, why'd you hit yourself? I'm, I'm sorry. You couldn't have known. We had brothers in my world, and I walked away from mine. No, shut, shut up. Shut up. No, shut up. You said it yourself. Who can look into the hallway and not want to walk down it? Who can see that and turn away from it? You didn't choose the hallway over your brothers, and I didn't choose it over mine. The hallway chose itself over them. The hallway makes that decision for us. I did hear a story once. A long time ago, someone told me that they had seen the hallway. They had seen down the hallway and walked away from it. The same way I walked away from him. My brother, he saw down the hallway, but he chose our home over this, and now he probably can't even remember me. That's what I get. Do you like hugs? I don't know. I don't remember. 
Would you want a hug? Sure. The gatekeepers hugged me. Okay. Is this okay? Sure. What is going on? Do you even know? I don't. I, I don't know. Everything is all wrong. Uh... And it's not this world. Okay, maybe a little. Something is wrong with me, or everything is wrong with me. I've always been like this, and I don't know what's going on. Some people are like that. And that's okay. I wish I wasn't. I want to work and help like a normal person. You know, you're not the only person like this here. Some days I can't think straight enough to do my tasks. That's okay. Some people can't ever think straight enough to do tasks. That's okay too. You don't have to move to the old goat herds. I can talk to the mayor. The rest of us have been sharing goat responsibilities. Yes, the rest of us have been sharing goat responsibilities and we can continue to do so indefinitely. Okay? Okay. I'm in the crawl space. I finally left the bedroom. I'm here to send these recordings to you. I read a book once, Madness by Maria Hornbacher. There's a bit where she's talking about sitting on a porch swing while newly sober, and she's holding herself very carefully, like an egg, she said. And that's how I feel right now, like an egg. I'm going to go back to bed now. The quantum mechanic is staying here tonight. There are so many rooms in this house. Well, not that many. I think it would be a normal-sized house back home. I've never said this before, I don't think, but I don't feel the need to go down the hallway when I'm sat in the crawl space. When I step into the hallway for a second, I don't feel the need to walk down it. I'm safe from the hallway. I'm not going to go walking down it. You don't have to worry about that, about it controlling me or whatever. I'd almost say I'm completely safe from it now and could walk right down it, but that might be what it wants. I say what it wants, but I don't think it wants anything, any more than nature wants to create certain situations. It's not aware of it, is what I'm getting at. I think I know if it were conscious at all, and it's not. Conscious, that is. Like the drive for entropy. I got your second recording. I'm sorry that to hear me address yours, you have to go through all my garbage. It took me a long time to listen to it and I was afraid to listen. My world is not made of thought, after all. Probably not, at least. My world is real, and I am very, very afraid. I'm so glad you met someone out there. I'm so glad you're not alone. That Sal isn't alone either. She seems like a good person.